Hey folks, Celica here, creator and host of The Color Girl Beautiful. If you're tuning in for the first time, thanks for coming through. We're currently between seasons and we'll be back with brand new content later this fall. But not to worry, there's plenty of content for you to check out in the meantime. Obviously, the episode you're about to listen to right now is amazing, and we believe the entire back catalog is worth your time. But if you're looking for a place to start, I recommend episode one, which is an introduction to the show's genesis, or episode four, which just happens to be one of my favorites. After that, the sky's the limit. I hope you stick around, and I'm super excited for you to hear season two. Anywho, happy listening, and see you around. Blackness isn't just about race. I'm Deneen Milner, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. On my podcast, Speakeasy with Deneen, I dive into the beauty and humanity of blackness with people like writer Tayari Jones, journalist Demetria Lucas, and rapper Killer Mike. Listen to Speakeasy with Deneen from Georgia Public Broadcasting. Subscribe for free at gpb.org slash podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. So this week, we're doing something different. We're going to talk about something you didn't write about. Loss. Hey Azalea, Aselica here. And this is The Colored Girl Beautiful. A heartfelt letter from one generation of Black women learning to live without a loved one to another. So last week, we talked to Jasmine, a dear friend of mine, who shared some of her experience with us of being a mother. And we had a lovely conversation, but there was a part of that conversation that we left out. I want this to be an honest and authentic space. So I wanted to come back and share with you that piece of the conversation that we didn't include Because in talking with Jasmine about her experience of being a mother and me potentially wanting to become a mother, it, of course, brought to mind for me the fact that my mother is not around anymore. And especially since we talked about creating space in the last episode, I wanted to create some space for that conversation in the show. And I wanted to share with you what that looked like for me in the moment when it happened. And so that's what I'm going to play for you. I'm going to play a really emotional moment that I had with Jasmine, listening to her talk about being there for her daughter. You know, regardless of when Ava decides to have children, I'm going to be there for her. You know, yeah. I'm going to be happy for her. You know, I'm going to be supportive to her. I'm going to rub her back when sometimes it ain't easy and be supportive in a real tangible way um but yeah yeah she's very fortunate What does motherhood mean for you? 
That's a great question. I think it's this beautiful connection. I had an amazing mother. She was not perfect. But I feel like she taught me so much about how to love that I find so incredibly valuable now. Um, And it's made me think a lot about wanting to be a mother myself, which I do, I would love to to have that, you know, to provide that sort of an experience for my own child. In that moment, it just sort of hit me that if I did decide to do this wonderful, beautiful thing, I would have to do it without my mother. My producer, Nicole, and I talked through some of my reaction. So you had quite a reaction to that discussion. Was that unexpected? I mean, it sounds unexpected. It was entirely unexpected. Um, I had not expected any part of this interview to be about me or how I felt about anything. (laughs) So, um, you know, the reaction that I had was very visceral. It was very abrupt. It just sort of hit me out of nowhere. Um, And I had no choice but to stop and acknowledge, you know, what I was feeling, um, what I was feeling about what Jasmine was saying, what I felt about, um, about what I wanted, um, that I knew wasn't possible, what I was, you know, sort of yearning for and realizing that I would miss out on in some way. Um, just because, you know, my mom's not around anymore. You know, I think for me, what's so hard is like I listen to you talking about being there to rub baby's back when she's pregnant. (laughs) And that's something I can't have. (laughs) Because I know my mom would have done that for me. I know that she loved me so much. And it's just really painful to live with that sometimes. I know. be thinking about like when you talk to me about your mother is that like oftentimes we mourn like like when somebody die like we mourn like the past but nobody don't ever talk about how you can mourn what the future or what you know what would have been nobody ever nobody ever really converses about that like like, you know she would have been there with bells and whistles on, right? Mm-hmm. 
and giving all her advice. Yep. Just unsolicited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Mom. I think sometimes I forget about that part. I forget that there are things that I will encounter in life that will remind me of what could have been. That'll cause me to grieve or mourn what I can't have. And I think that's why it's so surprising when it happens. Grief is this thing that hits you. It's not linear. It's not neat. It's not tidy. It's not this thing that only happens to you immediately after you experience the loss. Grief doesn't stay put. Those feelings will come and wash over you and they're just won't be anything you can do about it. And I had a moment like that during my interview with Jasmine. I want to stop and acknowledge this moment because it happened. And I don't want to gloss over the very real feelings and emotions that happen to a lot of us. And if I know us as black women, stopping to acknowledge a pain that we feel is not exactly a strong suit of ours. And so I'm sharing this with you now in hopes that when your moment of loss comes, when you lose something or someone that means so much to you, and months, years after it happens, you feel that pain all over again, you'll know to stop. You'll know that it's okay to stop and acknowledge it. Don't bottle it up. Don't let it eat away at you. Just let it happen. Let it out. At the start of the interview, you talked about some of your hesitations being around not being able to get enough information or have balance. But does knowing that you're going to have to do this without your mom impact your decision? Significantly. Mm. Um, and I'm still, I'm still working through how much, but it definitely makes me hesitate more than would have probably been the case otherwise. But you, but you do have support. Either way, you would mm-hmm. not be alone. Yes, I do have support. Yeah, I would not be alone, but. Um, there is also something unique about having your mom around. No doubt. Can you read me the text your friend sent you um, after she listened to the tape about, you know, when we were talking to Jasmine, you were crying. So after I did this interview with Jasmine, um, I, I was just really, first of all, I've, 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 come to a place where I'm I'm much more open to sharing how I'm feeling like in the moment with my friends which has not always been a thing that I do <laughs> um but I was just really struck at even my reaction to 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 my conversation with Jasmine cuz I <laughs> had not expected it to go that I didn't expect the interview to go that way yeah. at all um and I was just really 
surprised at myself. Um, and so, so I sent um, a couple of my friends a clip of um, of of that interview. Um. Oh. And my friend responded back and (laughs) it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh goodness. I can just wipe the tears away long enough to be able to read. She said, I will rub your back and hold your hand when your bundle is born. Scouts mm. honor. <laughs> Which is so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I am very fortunate to have people like that in my life. Absolutely. I mean, Amanda doesn't even, we don't live in the same state. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll be here. But she will. Yeah. And she won't be the only one. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. You can end it there. <laughs> That's beautiful. The Colored Girl Beautiful was created and is hosted by me, Aselica Smith. This episode was produced by Aselica Smith with editing help from Nicole Hill. Music is from Blue Dot Sessions. Azalea is the family friend who holds and comforts you when you cry, but doesn't pressure you to tell her what's wrong. We're taking a short break for the holidays and we'll release a brand new episode on January the 7th. In the meantime, we'll put out a bonus episode on December 24th. We're nearing the end of season one for The Colored Girl Beautiful. But don't worry, we'll be in your feed on occasion with bonus content as often as we're able. And we want you to be a part of some of our bonus content. We'd love to hear your thoughts and reactions to the show. So email us a voice message, tweet at us, or DM us on IG or Twitter with your thoughts, feelings, and questions about the show. We'll be responding to some of them in our bonus episodes. For everything you ever wanted to know about the show and the original book that inspired the show, you can visit coloredgirlbeautiful.com. Our website is a one-stop shop for subscribing to our newsletter, following us on social media, and staying in touch. If you've been waiting for CGB merch, it is finally here. Check out our website or the link in the description to get your very own Colored Girl Beautiful t-shirt. And if you have a moment, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Links in the show notes. The Colored Girl Beautiful is produced with support from PRX and the Google Podcast Creators Program. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. I keep hearing that when I bring my phone close. That's because you got that white phone. (sighs) Listen. 
Don't be hating on my phone, okay? <laughs> my phone serves me well. 